Real Land Robinson. You listen to Wisecast, great podcast about young people and their voices. Yes, thank you for listening to the Wisecast. This is the second half of our interview with Liam McClay. Uh, we're just going to pick up where we left off. Enjoy. We'll do that. So let's keep better. talking. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I'm psyched <laughs> on this. <laughs> this is great. All right. So hopefully, maybe we can, uh, from here on out, we'll just do you know, a posting a week for the entire month of June and into July. Keep Sorry, people was, on their toes. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just do We'll just do Pride Year for kind of out loud. Cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so um, we, uh, Liam, how I kind of want to. How has it been, and how has your experience transitioning here in small rural Mariposa? Like, how is it? How, do you feel the love? Do you feel supported? Do you not? Like, how how has it been? I'm so curious. Um, I mean, for the most part, it was it was pretty good. I mean, um. Came out to my parents first, and then we informed the school about it, um, and there was a, a big deal with that. the The principal wanted to hold like a a whole presentation about um, trans people so that they understand and stuff. Well, how did uh, you feel about that? That sounds I thought pretty that it awesome. Was like a, I I thought that was a little unnecessary. Okay. Because I was like being like really put on the spot there, sure. which is not something I was re- super comfortable with, but. It worked out for the most part. Um, so it was actually probably ended up being a helpful thing? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, I mean, the fact that, I mean, I guess it is, perhaps it could be extreme in the sense of not knowing necessarily gauging the climate. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. But that's pretty amazing that you had such a supportive, I think. I'm like, I'm kind of blown away by that. Yeah. yeah. I can see how I, when I Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be... Yeah. to be so positive um but but yeah it pretty much was like i said i still got a lot of like really insensitive comments and stuff sure i had people ask me is my sexuality gonna change because of this um i had people tell me that i'm never gonna date anybody because of this um i've had people ask me whether or not uh i'm going to get surgery which i feel like is something it's a little more personal. It's none of their yeah. business. Right. Yeah. I'm a little more open about it now because I feel like it is something that kind of should be talked about because it is really expensive well, to get yeah. um, to get surgery for a cor- gender correction surgery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a lot of really weird questions and yeah, there, I mean, I guess there was somebody who used to like me before. Um, I never accepted it just because like we were really, really close for a long time yeah. and it felt uncomfortable to date them, you know, cause it, it felt like a brother to me, you know? So after that, he, he had, he had made a comment saying that I guess if I were to have date dated you, I would have been gay, which was such a weird thing to say. And I just kind of brushed it off cause that was a little weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so it's interesting. So it sounds like, like within the your sounds like a lot of the backlash was within the social right. sphere of your I, of your. I don't want to say friend group. It's not because it's not your friend group. It's your mm-hmm. peer group. It's your, mm-hmm. you know, it's your, the grade above and below and your grade at the time, right? So it's kind of right. like that whole social landscape of like 
that was kind of some of the backlash. Yeah. Um, and and that was in middle school, right? Uh, yeah, like seventh grade, I think. Yeah, well, which is technically, I guess here it's not middle school; it's a K eight. So then, going up into high school, how how has it been since? Sounds um, like you've grown into it and been like, you know what? I'm just you like accepted because you're dealing with it so well. Like some of these people are making rude comments and right. I've I'd say a lot of it really kind of has bothered me, but I've kind of been able to get over it. Um, my biggest issue is that I don't I don't like feel masculine enough, right? And that's why I don't <clears throat> use the 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 boys' locker room and I don't use the girls' locker room because I feel uncomfortable. I mean, as, like, a normal guy would feel uncomfortable going into, like, a girl's restroom or something, you know? Because cisgender girls are scary. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Right. But I didn't feel masculine enough to be able to use the the boys' locker room. So I just use the, the teacher's bathroom right now. But there's, like, a lot of things... Which they, um, they they've designated as a um, a transgender or a, yeah neutral what like gender neutral bathroom. gender neutral bathroom okay, okay so, right next um, and I mean I'm glad <laughs> I'm doing the full distance learning right now but I know that I'm not going to be able to for the entirety of of high school obviously yeah um but I'm really worried about the weight room because when I was doing the the hybrid learning mm-hmm. um. During PE, we would go to the weight room every once in a while, but uh, I have only actually gone once. Um, basically, what happened was to, like, go through the whole thing. I'm a very small person, right? Mm-hmm. Not very strong. The weight room, and I was really, really overwhelmed because there are a lot of guys in my PE group, and a lot of them are very masculine, and I felt really overwhelmed because I was having to do this in front of everybody, and I kind of feel bad for my PE teacher because I just totally wasn't doing anything. Uh-huh. I was, like, refusing to do any of the workouts. So she pulled me out and basically told me that I ha- kind of have to do this because it, like, helps my PE grade and stuff. I I totally broke down. Like, I was, like, crying in front of the, the weight room because I, like, physically could not handle being in the weight room. Yeah. So I basically sat in the... In Miss Savage's office for like the next hour or so, crying because sure, I just I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's overwhelming. So. And it's yeah. right. So I think that the biggest issue with me coming out is that it's very it's the kind of community where women are feminine, men are masculine. But if I identify as I feel like if I identify as as a boy, then I have to be masculine. But because I'm small, I've always been small, right? Uh-huh. I feel like I'm not masculine enough. So I think that that's probably just the biggest issue, mm-hmm. but but otherwise it's it's been pretty good. Yeah. Because other than the school, um, at first, Dad was kind of skeptical skeptical about the whole thing, but we we figured it out. My mom is like kind is accepting that I'm going by he him and using Liam, and now she's the proper pronouns and name. That's um, awesome. Yeah, but she's not letting me start testosterone, and she's not gonna. She's not letting me legally change my name because she's very, very convinced I'm going to change my mind. Um, so I've been trying to convince her to let me start testosterone because I started hormone blockers, kind of, mm-hmm. but because uh-huh. doing hormone blockers can like hurt me physically, so oh, okay. I'm doing something that like 
kind of blocks it. It's yeah. more of like a resistant kind of thing. Slows down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't have my period <clears throat> anymore, mm-hmm. um, which is which is still really good. But I'm just frustrated. Yeah. Because I can't do more. I can't start hormone blockers because it's gonna like I could go. I could do menopause and it'll yeah. hurt my bone density and stuff. Cause other issues. Right. Sure. And I can't start testosterone because I have to have permission from both parents to start. Gotcha. And I can't get surgery until I'm 18 unless both of my parents start, but uh, uh, unless both of my parents let me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because my mom is so unhappy with me wanting to start testosterone, there's absolutely no way she's going to let me get top surgery. Yeah. Um, Dad said that if we can't convince her to let me start testosterone, by the time I turn 16, he's going to take it to court. Mm-hmm. So that's reassuring at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start it before, I want to start testosterone before I turn 18 because while I'm, because I still am currently developing, but because I'm biologically female, I'm going to develop as a female, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I figured if I start testosterone, then it'll be easier to pass when I'm older. Okay. Because I'll, yeah develop more as a man with higher testosterone um have you has your mom um talked to providers about comparing the two right you're saying it's harmful uh for me to go fully on a hormone blocker because of being on those long term right right it's gonna basically almost do the same thing that going on uh ast- or like a, a a hormone-based therapy would be, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, to an extreme, you go in one direction. So yeah. Like stopping a cycle from happening. Um, if it was, like, um, testosterone-based, so, like, your hair growth, like, facial hair growth, right. chest growth, yeah. Um, um, talk, like, has your mom talked to providers about, like, because things that you and I know, right. right? Like, it is extremely detrimental to our mental health. Right. Right? So, like, um, what is the... What, yeah, let's sure. compare that to, like, actually what is, like, you know, right. physically harmful. Like, has she had exposure to, like, actual... Aside from your opinion. Right. Other people that can explain to her, like, this is kind of a life or death scenario. Yeah. Because it is your quality of life. So, I don't know. Uh, to start my hormone resistant, I had to get a prescription from an endocrinologist mm-hmm. who was basically a, a gender doctor, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I've met up with them almost three times now. She, she had told me that if both parents are willing, um, she usually starts people my age on, on hormones because it's just better for physical health. Um, Especially long term, right? Right, so because what to, it doesn't. So <clears throat> hormone blockers like stops stops your body from producing hormones, um, and that can cause for me that'll cause estrogen withdrawal. Um, but doing testosterone that will just raise my testosterone levels uh-huh. and lower my estrogen levels, but it won't stop my estrogen production. You know, which, which is, is why it's healthier to start on testosterone. Yeah. But because my mom isn't letting me, I cannot do that. Okay. So. And so something else I know, right? Like, I know that if you go through this puberty, 
right? right. Which is like one one version, <laughs> yeah. right? You can stop all these things from developing that you would later be changing anyway, right? You're right. Like already thinking down the road. Great, my mom's not going to let me do this, and so now I know I'm going to have to have this surgery, this surgery, this surgery, right? To correct what's actually happening in my body. Yeah, I've been trying to get her to talk to my endocrinologist, mm-hmm. but every time. I message her on the subject, or anytime dad messages her about the subject, she just, like, brushes it off. She's, it's not that she, she's, like, totally not interested in learning about it at all, which mm-hmm. is, like, I, I love my mom so much, you know? Sure. Yeah. But it's just this, it's just so frustrating to have to deal with this. Because, I mean, she's, she's a good mom, you know? Yeah. I think she just, because I'm her firstborn, and I'm the oldest, and I think that she's she's also worried about, like, me having an influence on the kids, I guess. Because uh, my little sister, it, like, likes me a lot. She, like, basically idolizes me, which is a little annoying sometimes, but I guess I can kind of understand it. Um, she could also be worried about that because... Um, my little sister keeps saying that when she's older, she's going to be lesbian, which is just totally not how it works. Yeah, definitely not, because our <laughs> straight moms made trans kids. So uh, if right. it turns out that your influence, it, like your right. adult mentor yeah. influences yeah. you, then you'd think we would have like forcibly turned out. Differently. So <laughs> right. you can't just choose to be lesbian, <laughs> which is interesting, too, because so um we so we all produce estrogen and testosterone. Mm-hmm. Testosterone. Yes. Uh, men produce. without healthy estrogen, right? Yeah. It's actually not. So that's what's so fascinating is like even within like you know I'm really I like to work out do us and you hear how men's estrogen levels they're not producing estrogen but they need to be. Like, yeah. So right. This is everybody balance, produces right? yep. everybody yes. produces both estrogen and testosterone, yes. but the levels vary between everybody. Mm-hmm. Typically. Yeah. Men produce more testosterone than estrogen, and women produce more estrogen than testosterone. Yeah. But that's not always true. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. That's why totally. women who look really masculine uh-huh. just produce more testosterone naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because the workout world or the fit world is insane. I'll, now everyone's like, they're doing a lot of different testosterone um, therapy, injection, estrogen, mm-hmm. all right. this. It's pretty, yeah, it's crazy. It's so interesting. That's It's like so confusing. Um, but I think it's just to recognize that it's not just men or that identify as the male gender that just produce. We all produce it. Right. <laughs> right. So. And yeah. you're wanting to increase your testosterone. Right. So. Yeah. 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 I considered testosterone when I was identifying as male and I had all, I actually surprised I didn't go through with it because I even went as far as like having appointments and like considering like doing my blood work to see my baseline and everything. And right. <laughs> Um, I watched my friends go through it and that's what changed my mind just a little bit. Um, Hmm. and honestly, it still comes back every once in a while where I'm like, and I don't know if that has to do with living in Mariposa. So it's like this thing of like, I identify as non-binary because I feel like I still just don't have something that I identify truly with. And like, I don't feel like I want my body to change in those ways that other people really want testosterone to change their body. Sure. Um, right. So, yeah, I watched my friends go through it, and some of the things that they were telling me just, like, um, 
like changes in genitalia or like the right. ways in which they're having sex with themselves or other people were changing and uh-huh. i was just you know so new in in figuring out who i was yeah. um but it still comes up i'm 38 still comes up in my mind right. like yeah, oh maybe yeah. the, you testosterone know. does a lot more to your body than most people would think mm-hmm. yeah oh totally yeah and I, I think that's i mean especially as you get older too right it's like your testosterone levels and estrogen drop dramatically yeah. as you get older, especially right. in your mid forties. It's yeah. like everything, you know. I mean, that's so. It's just so interesting to see how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I have friends that, um, you know, they have a genetic disposition where their body completely stopped producing testosterone. Mm-hmm. Right. Before they got in the forties. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's you know what I mean so and that's, you know so what do you do then you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. you just you know so they get testosterone injections or and it's prescribed by a doctor and you know so it's just. It's interesting how it's like even still trying to navigate. It's still so binary in so many ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like one of the biggest reasons I want to start testosterone is it's probably my voice right now because I can wear baggy clothing, hides my body really easily. Right. I have a binder, but my chest is still getting bigger. So my binder's not working as well. But if I wear baggier clothing, it's harder to tell. Um, which I'm already, I'm still doing this, right? Right, I do that all like, the time. Like, I'm... always hunched over, which hurts my back a lot, but yeah. it makes me the most comfortable. Yeah. It's um, interesting because we are also um, socialized, right, to make ourselves smaller people. Right. And huh. so, like, even not just feeling comfortable with your chest, but, like, so I did I did have a top surgery many years ago. So I had what is a top surgery, if we're educating people who are listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> is Thank you. Is <laughs> a... Um, the removal of breast tissue from the chest. So a double mastectomy. Uh-huh. Um, and when it is a trans-related surgery, that means that in ways that like other people like breast cancer survivors wouldn't have options as to how their chest is recreated mm-hmm. with plastic surgery. I had full control. So my surgeon walked through like what type of chest I would want. Obviously, it, my frame, you have to work with the frame yeah. you have. So, yeah. and knowing that I wasn't going to go on testosterone. So like when, when she was done, she was like, well, you you don't have like, uh, you know, chest hair, your, your, you have a small frame. So do you want it to be tight uh-huh. or do you still want to have like a little fat tissue? And I said, well, I consider myself pretty muscular. Yeah. So like, if you can give me the outline of having packs, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah totally. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. Right. And so she did, and I do, and I, like, jokingly say I have the chest of an 18-year-old boy. But, like, yeah, yeah. So they took cookie cutters, and they removed my actual nipples. They put them on ice. Huh. They pulled the skin down um, and took off all the, you know, like, liposuction. Basically, they suck all the fat out, pull your skin tight, and sew it back up. Yeah. Till it's perfectly flat, and then right. they put my nipples back on into the in the positioning right. of like what would be associated with like a cisgender male uh-huh. chest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You um, can. You can. There are many different options for for getting top surgery. Like mm-hmm. you can choose whether or not you want to have nipples after yep. top surgery. Oh really? There are different. There are like several different ways of doing top surgery. Yep. Yeah. There. Uh, you can. There are several that I've been interested in, but I haven't been able to really choose because i'm still i'm not going to be able to get it anytime soon anyway but yeah, yeah. they have different so they like by different types like some like you can choose where the incisions are going to go based on like uh-huh. what kind of scars you want to have uh-huh. so i do have two scars they're lines like right underneath where my my nipples are now placed i have two uh-huh. lines that are like prominent scars and i think yeah. anyone in the world would know that i had some sort of like yeah. right plastic surgery yeah. um and i and it's like 
So I have some people, like, if I'm on, like, so Merced River, you know, like, visitors, like, I've had people interact, I, like, don't wear a shirt down by the river. Yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. Um, and in other situations, like, if I'm out in a greater public, like, I wouldn't just walk down Mariposa like that, because I just think it's unsafe. Yeah, I might yeah. want to, but it's not, yeah, like, yeah. actually safe for me, but I've had people perceive me both ways you see sure. what you want to see you know yeah. so like my long right. hair didn't deter people they just totally. like saw yeah. flat chest didn't really think about the scars and then i've had other people be like huh yeah like, so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah so you i mean it's which is hard to like get a feel for like okay how, yeah. how are people going to respond yeah do and i feel safe smaller chest this? people they can do what's called a keyhole and it just goes there's like a <laughs> um, you can just go in through the side and suck everything out and no incision is necessary in right. that process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For getting gotcha. surgery, the main things that I'm like worried about is I don't want it to be like a very visual that I have had surgery. Yeah. Right? I want to be able to like yeah, go swimming and not have to wear a shirt or something, right? But I don't want like large, like prominent scars. Mm-hmm. Which is why I've been interested in keyhole. But, like I said, I still haven't been able to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, like, bottom surgery, which I haven't even made a decision on whether or not I want to get. Because my issue is that, right now, bottom surgery is not a very easy thing to do. Uh Um, There's still a lot of things that are going on of uh, how to make it better and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my issue is if I'm going to get bottom surgery... And gonna end up with something that doesn't look realistic that I'm gonna hate even more. Yeah. Then I don't know if that's something I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'm gonna wait until there's something, some like new form of bottom surgery uh-huh. that I'm gonna be happy with, right? Because my bottom dysphoria isn't isn't really that bad. Yeah. So I feel like I'd be happier not getting bottom surgery than getting something I dislike. And it's, I mean, it's so interesting to see how much the medical industry has been able to like, like the advancements mm-hmm. and how much they've learned and growing. And I mean, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, I mean, time. <laughs> you know, just yeah. Just time, more like, successful surgeries. Yeah. Um, I have had hundreds of friends um, go through various forms of um, gender affirming surgeries. However, I did lose one friend in the middle of a routine top surgery wow. because um, he had an underlying health condition and did not respond well to anesthesia, which uh, is something you don't know. And it's just like... Which is so rare. Right. It had nothing to do with the trans surgery. It just no. had to do with surgery, period. Like, yeah. that was the first time. That's actually really... So, that's an allergic yeah. reaction to anesthesia, man. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, we're consenting to have this conversation, but like you brought up before... Like, people saying, oh, you're going to have a dick now, right? Like, right. that's actually a form of a sexual harassment, which is not talked about enough, especially in school. We, like, call it bullying, which, uh-huh. like, at the end of the day, we know bullying is, like... So, people asking that question, especially yeah. without... They, that's sexual Oh, yeah, if you're asking me anything uh-huh. about my genitalia, okay. or what, uh, what kind of genitalia so if you're I listening and you've have, done this, like, yes, currently have, <laughs> going to have in the future, not without, right. you know, yeah. I have not consented to have that conversation with you, that's and that is business. sexual harassment. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. And I appreciate sharing. (laughs) Right. I feel like it's, I'm, I mean, I've always been pretty open about my sexuality and I'm trying to be like more open about my gender as well, because something that isn't talked about enough and needs to be, because if people don't talk about it, then nobody knows. Mm -hmm. And then you get people who are trying to support the community, but don't know how, or don't know that what they're saying is insensitive because nobody is telling them that that's insensitive. Well, and it's, 
especially like in a in a, a society or community that this is never talked about or addressed, and then all of a sudden people do find out there's this there's this level of dynamic of like uncomfortability that I don't know how to respond or how mm. to treat this person. Yeah, right. Which sucks. But at the same time, that you know, there's plenty of them like they don't necessarily care, but they just don't know how to respond or how to react or how to treat yeah. others, right? Right. And I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic. So the only way to address that is to talk about it, um, to be understanding, to seek to understand, <laughs> as opposed yeah, to right. like arrive to an opinion at the expense of somebody else. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I'm just thinking, like, what is some advice that you would, like, what is some advice that you would give to young people or to adults to support or better support young people? Uh-huh. Action. Behind every shirt is a story. A program which started at Ethos Youth Center, Pathos Screen Printing supports young people. And builds community one shirt at a time. We don't only print on shirts. We do athletic apparel, hats, koozies, and bulk orders. We can do orders big and small. Business to business contracts are welcome. Pathos invests 100% of its profits back into youth in our community. Call us at 209-742-4257 for a free quote today. Again, that's 742-4257. We are located at 5174 Highway 140 at the four-way stop across from Chevron Gas Station in Mariposa. Check us out at pathosscreenprinting.com. I'd say that are LGBTQ or that are right. transitioning. We're everywhere. <laughs> so, thank right. you. That was, don't that was make the thing, assumption like, <laughs> that because you live in small Mariposa, there aren't trans people because we're literally everywhere. Which is yeah, I mean, yeah. like the Saga group on yeah. campus is awesome. And yeah. I think it's so rad. And the statistic that you shared of yeah. like how many people were at that meeting yeah. and how many of them were trans. Yeah. Right. I'm like, that. Is a lot yeah. of young people in a small high school are yeah. trans. And I, you know, I'm not saying their names because totally. there might be that they only came out in that space because that's what that space is for. And they don't want to tell the school. They don't want to tell their family because it's not safe for right. religious reasons, for other housing reasons. Yeah. Um, I respect the choice for them to seek safety until they turn 18 right. and can, like, live their best lives, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd yeah. say that the best way for adults to support the LGBT plus community it's probably just to learn as much about it as you can and try to be as understanding as you can because a lot of it is going to be very confusing, but both people have to be able to accommodate for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, and great advice. If you're listening to understand, then you're not listening with an opinion. Right. Right? Yeah. Does that make right. sense? Right. You have to be like, open yeah. to to everything. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going over. I'm getting phone calls and texts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's so much more I want to go over. Okay. Okay. Um, any other advice? Yeah. What What else? Um, I'd say just like don't assume things. You know. Yeah. Like not even necessarily with gender, but with sexuality as well. Like, seems like it'd be pretty simple, but my sexuality. I go with bisexual, right? Because uh-huh. I like both genders and things in between, you know? But a lot of people don't understand that that's a, that's a spectrum. Bisexuality is a spectrum. Like, uh-huh. I'm bisexual, but I have a preference towards men, you know? Uh-huh. 
but I am still a bisexual, right? Yeah. Any, you can be 50-50, you can be more one than other, and all of that is totally valid. Okay. And a lot of people don't understand that, so... Yeah, I'd still say that learning and trying your best to understand is the best way to, to help yeah. the LGBT plus community. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening, that's a good step. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Create it in your homes. Create it in your workspaces. Create it in the community because we exist in all those spaces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. Um, yeah. So – what are what are maybe a couple things that you would like to see um, addressed or changed here in Mariposa? Mm. Like, what are maybe some uh, concerns that we could be like, hey, th- th- that we can be like, here's an area that we can change. And I think, f- like for example, um, Mariposa has never had a pride event. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, then let's have a pride event. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like right. that needs to change. Yep. Like, why would we not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think there's. There's enough people in this community that are living um, in fear and that aren't out, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that needs to change. We need to, you know, change that, right? Yeah. So is there anything right. else, like, maybe within um, youth or young person culture um, or even at the school um, that you could think of off the top of your head that perhaps we can work on? Um, I'd say that... Something. I mean, I guess it's not really something we really can change easily, but probably just more like an, a more accepting community, more allies in the community. Uh-huh. Um, more open allies, yeah. Right. I don't get a lot of um, a backlash for my sexuality and my gender in Mariposa because I don't associate myself with those kinds of people, you know? And neither does my dad, which means I almost never meet those kinds of people, you know? Sure. But there still is, uh, the majority of Mariposa population is very conservative. Yeah. Which means that there is going to be a lot of people who aren't going to be able to accept it. But if we can find a way to get them to accept it, I think that'd be the best thing. Yeah. But most of those people are also very stubborn people who aren't going to be willing to change. You yeah, know? they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think who you're referring to, it leads to what I feel like I need as like an adult here in Mariposa is um, a safe space. Like I yeah. like, can't just go out into the world and inherently feel safe in other ways. Right. And so I'm like, what do other people have that I don't have? And it's like, yeah. Other people have church, and that's honestly where they're learning some of the stuff that is like that violence is perpetuated as. So, like, right. I need a yeah. church. <laughs> like, I need like queer church. I need like yeah. an LGBTQ space totally. um, to gather intergenerationally. Like, yeah. I need all of us to be there together. Right. You know, we need our allies. We need our older elders and allies, yeah. and we need everybody in there. Right. Um, and it's also like we need allies to be more. Um, strong in presence because me putting a flag on my car is like way unsafe sometimes and for an ally to do that and like be able to brush off a conversation yeah you know like like, oh yeah like i'm a supporter is different than me being like oh yeah i'm gay or like obviously me and my partner getting out of the car with the gay flag we're gonna be an attention of violence as opposed to somebody else who like i can totally handle that situation as an ally I would say that there should be, like, a larger amount of people in the LGBT plus community who are more open about it. Yep. But to be fair, uh, not a lot of it, like, coming out and being very open about it isn't always a very safe thing to do. A lot of people, that isn't a good thing for them to do. Mm -hmm. Because you can also never 
really determine who's going to be violent towards that kind of situation or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've experienced um, <laughs> violence from moms in the restroom who are trying to shelter their kids from me. Wow. And uh, statistics show that politicians have been caught for aggressive, like, non-consensual behavior in bathrooms yeah. at a high rate, at a very high oh, number. that's really good right. And point. zero yeah. trans people have been recorded to create any violence in restrooms. So, oh, right. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of people who are saying that... <laughs> I have been the, the butt end of that. Right. There's a law still that says that you have to go into the bathroom that's with your uh, assigned sex at birth, you know? So huh. I would be safe, there, right. Yeah. There are a lot of places where I am going to be required to use the sure. women's restroom because it's against the law for me to use the men's restroom. And there are several people like who who will say that they, we're doing this because there are several people there. The majority of the trans community is identifying as trans to to prey on women or or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is like never, never the case. I've never seen anything <sighs> that that's ever been the case before. So, yeah. right. Oh, especially like pre-transitioning, right? We were conditioned to believe that men were violent, right? Right. And, yeah, and yeah. that there's some level of fear. So, like now you're telling me that's the only place I can go to go to the bathroom totally, now, right? Yeah. Okay, like you can't go in there because you identify differently but like now i'm gonna right. go that. like that seems especially too. Yeah, yeah especially if you yeah. if you pass like really really well you're still required to use the women's restroom and that can make that'll make obviously them uncomfortable yeah. and it'll make the cis women who yeah. want to use those restrooms uncomfortable obviously which is yeah. why i've had Tissue paper thrown at me in purses and all kinds of wild things. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, I think that's one thing, like, um, really trying to highlight and focus on how to create safe spaces more so, right? Yeah. Like, we, years ago, we were really intentional here at Ethos. Um, and I don't, I can't necessarily vouch for, I, we, I was gone for love for four or five years with Pathos screen printing, but now it's like we're back at Ethos. So like, okay, how do we actually, like if people don't feel safe, how do we create safe spaces? So mm -hmm. Liam, I would love to get your input um, as to how to create a safer space for young people. Cause I want this place, obviously like we want, mm -hmm. we've always wanted this place to be that. Right. But I think it's also difficult because there are times when I could say that even when I was here, it's like we have the safe space sticker. And then I was like, oh my gosh, you can't make comments like that because this is a safe space. And now it's not safe because that's not okay to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, it's so right. hard yeah. when you declare a geographical location as a safe space, but some of the people there don't align or even consider their 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 personal ethics right. <laughs> you know, to yeah. that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. really difficult if someone's yelling slurs, you know. So I know for me, I'm really attached about pulling punk cards or, or being like, okay we're going to talk about this, you know what right. I mean? So, but at the same time, how do we create that, right? How do yeah. we, you know what I mean? I think that, I know, still on the bathroom topic, um, like gender neutral bathrooms are always good, um, that are accessible to everyone, you know? Yeah, we have an like all sex sign. 
right you know it seems and like all gender yeah also or another like, thing no sign because like that's yeah. what it's like at your house or bathroom <laughs> right. yeah, totally. the only right. thing is is we share another bathroom with local businesses i'm gonna like tell all the women like, in your house to just set, right. put a women's sign on the yeah. or it says it says we'll just put ethos bathroom how's yeah. that we'll just do yeah. ethos right. bathroom because yeah. i just don't right. want i think there should be a people sign using the yeah. business's bathroom yeah. <laughs> right i think there should be a sign that says there's a bathroom so people know where yeah. to go if they need to go to a bathroom without having to ask someone yeah but like there should be no like women's restroom men's restroom right totally. yeah. unless it's like a, a public restroom and people feel uncomfortable using the same one right yeah. um but also something that is becoming more common in like colleges and stuff having like pads and tampons in the men's restroom for uh-huh. men who still have periods you know uh-huh. is a very important thing all right, we're doing some things okay. We're mm-hmm. like we're trying to do all these things, except for the use. It says all gender bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Maybe we'll take that off. But yeah. but I'd yeah. say that'd probably be the best thing because yeah. let's yeah, say like, I still had my period, right? If I'm yeah. still having my period, I'd have to go into the women's restroom uh-huh. to get tampons and pads if I don't already carry them on myself. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then we also. I mean, we have the the pride flag. You know. Right. Up and I think part of that, but it's just hard because you can do all that, you know what I mean. But it only takes a couple people that are really opinionated and not care about their language, (laughs) you know what I mean, to make it feel. But at the same time, um, right, the important part is whether or not you're creating a space of loving accountability, right? Right. I think there's also like, especially here in a very conservative community, you're there really isn't a, a space where you're always going to be feeling completely safe because there's always the opportunity or there's always the chance that there is going to be that there could be somebody in the room (laughs) that denies your existence you know yeah yeah Yeah, and i i I said you know i don't think i've even felt that not to minimize lgbtq populate like communities experience but more just like when it's like when it's very black and white like i don't even feel like i feel like i'm you know, I mean, like, not safe. <laughs> right, because so, there can even be... It's like, I just don't put myself in a situation I don't know how I'm going to control or handle yeah. myself. You know what I mean? Because I'm not really... Right. I, I don't, I'm not the type to, um, I don't know, avoid conflict if it comes flying at me. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I don't, so I just, like, I'm just not going to go there. I'm yeah. Gonna, you know? So I guess, like... It's not the person I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if we really made the point in what we're describing, but, like, Sure. Sometimes we can't create the space. We need our allies to create yeah. a space for us to show up in, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Like you're saying, like, uh, you know, like I trust you. So you're, if yeah. you were like, hey, I, I made this thing in ethos, you should come down and like, yeah. and be like, all right, you already created the space. You set the tone. You told other people. Yeah. It's gonna right. be like an LGBTQ movie night, or yeah. we're gonna have a lock in, or we're gonna have queer totally. prom, or whatever. That's right. what. I, yeah. Keep all those ideas, by the way. Queer prom. I love it. <laughs> Dude, that's a brilliant <laughs> idea. Actually, <laughs> yeah. like, we're trying yeah. to create an outdoor space out here <laughs> in the party lot. So yeah. we can hold host events. Right. Yeah. I think that, that would be rad. <laughs> yeah. I think that the whole idea so, of ethos is is kind yeah. of a good idea because if people are aware that ethos is a safe place yeah. for the LGBT plus community, there's going to be a larger uh-huh. amount of LGBT plus community who are going to come here. Yeah. And also totally. conservative people who don't like the LGBT plus community aren't gonna want to come here. You totally. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm like, so let it be known. Yeah. Just don't right. come. Like and, you know I've had plenty of people go in here like see the pride. Uh, flag, like, I'm right. out. I'm like, and cool. if there's that's probably not the space for you like, right and if there's a larger amount of people in the lgbt plus community who are coming here that means that 
people who didn't realize there was such a big community and didn't feel safe coming yeah. out because of it, yeah. then there that's a way for them to see that, oh, there are a lot of people like me mm-hmm. in this community yeah. that I can trust and consult with, you mm-hmm. know, that will that have been in this position before yeah. and can like give uh like a real real answer because they've gone through this before you know yeah that keeps me strong too because you said something about like um well i don't remember exactly i just remember the feeling i got from it but uh i accept certain violences in my life every day sometimes i'm just like man i'm just gonna go home with that and other days i'm like f that because it's not even about me i know all these young people that I identify in the, maybe in the similar umbrella that I do. And I'm like, okay, if I, like, I just, like, I made a choice for all of us just then. Because yeah. I didn't educate that person. Totally. You know, and, like, yeah, sometimes I'm not strong enough, too. But, totally, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, having each other, even, in like, small moments where I've had Liam around, right? Just, yeah. like, knowing that you exist in the world here. Right. We are in community together. Yeah. Has really changed how I've interacted with people. And, right. like, you've not even known that until this moment. Right. <laughs> like, sure. Super transphobic, and I stayed together because I know you exist here, and I'm making the world a better place for all of us. You know, totally. Yeah, that's (laughs) tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before, before I came out, I wasn't aware that there were any other trans people in Mariposa at all. In the whole county of Mariposa, I didn't, I didn't know there were trans people until I came out and started associating myself with these communities. Then I learned, no, I'm not alone. There's a lot more. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, yes, come out to your family so that you can find out about these people. I'm just saying, try, if you are wondering about your sexuality or gender and want people who are already part of this community to consult with, yeah. coming to, like, Ethos would be a good idea. Yeah. Or, like, the... To know you're not alone. Right. Yeah. Or the group yeah. at school. Yeah. Consult with people who who are in this position, right? Uh-huh. You, yeah, you don't have to come out immediately, especially if you're not certain, yeah. but definitely involve yourself with those kind of people because if you find out that, no, you aren't trans, right? No, yeah. you're still straight, right? Then at least you can still support this community, right? Uh-huh. Because that would be very helpful to other people. Yeah. Because, like, would... yeah, there's some things anybody, any mentor could show up and do it, but, like, really specifically, like, I like talk about top surgery. Like, how many, yeah. people, how many cisgender allies can be like, I went through that. You yeah, know, totally. I can totally relate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, if we could create that space, I'm. it's like, that's definitely, the, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it does break my heart to think that there are people out there in this community that may feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that. And I just, like, know it exists because, I right. mean, I just, like, know how much I allowed myself to be siloed or isolated or alone, even now. Yeah. When right. I think about, do I have the strength to go out and interact with people yeah. in a bar setting? Like, if Rose is going to go play music, I'm like, mm, nope, not right. today, you yeah, know? Yeah, mm, totally. Can't navigate that it. space. Like, I've right. already had a day, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, like, several friends who who are transgender or who, or who are trying to, like, figure out their gender, but, like, only close friends know because they don't feel comfortable or they know that their parents aren't going to accept them, uh-huh. you know? I'm obviously not going to say what their names are. Um, sure. But I've got, like, a lot of friends who just, like, the parents totally don't know. Yeah. Which is totally reasonable. Wow, but... which is really good because our target audience, the people that listen to this are mostly parents and adults. Yeah. Right. So if you're and listening... I just want to kind of... <laughs> 
Take a minute. All right. If you're a parent and you view them as binary, like male, female, know that there's a possibility that your kid might actually need some support and love. Right. I definitely, I'd say, don't just straight up ask them, like, are you gay? Because that could make them feel like, oh, if I tell them Good I'm advice. gay, that them asking that question might have a hostile response. Because I don't know in what context are they asking, you know? Parents, so I'd we, say, we like to force things when we right. don't know. So Am don't I, just, like, <laughs> straight up ask them if I'm they're so trans or yeah. if they're part of the LGBT plus community. I'd just say... Like, subconsciously set a status that you do support the LGBT plus community so that they feel comfortable coming out to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. them come out to you first. Make On them their, feel comfortable. In their own time. Right. Because it's, it's it. their... It's so yeah. I mean, I said right. no to that question, like, up until the age of 21 and my first girlfriend was in the fourth grade. So I was like, yeah. no, no. Because also, right. like, again, what do a lot of those things mean to us? You know, like, okay, you need a label for, you need to be able to, like, have it make sense in your brain so you can accept it in some realm. And it's like, what if, yeah, you can't make sense of what I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah. It's, it's definitely best to yeah. to let them come out to you first. Even if you already know, let them come out first. Because that yeah. way, they'll, you know that they're comfortable talking about this if they're comfortable enough to let you know. Yeah. And then you come out, too. <laughs> like, right. when was the first time you realized you were straight or did you have to yeah. and like who's right. who are you having conversations with the first time you expressed your love for somebody else totally. like right. it's crazy because yeah. you guys are sh- i'm like literally going oh where's this turning point when yeah. did i actually right. but at the same time i'm just viewing it through a lens of like i'll see like oh this is i was told this and that and i act like this and i was affirmed when i did this and you know it's just yeah. cr- i'm like right yeah i don't i don't want to do like i'm like Anyway, I just try. Yeah. Part of this is I'm now I'm looking at it when I was a kid. Now I'm looking at it as a father. <laughs> so I'm like, oh dear God! Like, how do I? I'm just like totally. Anyway, this. Thank you. Like this is yeah. such a great conversation. Um, right. And I think you know I think that's really huge and important as uh, we don't have a whole lot of young people listening to this. So parents, adults, if you're hearing this, share some of this out with some young people and affirm them. Like let them know they're not alone. Right. Um, let's figure out how to create safe spaces and change our culture so that um, we don't have a community of violence. You know what I mean? Right. Meaning, mm-hmm. and I don't mean violence is not just physical. Violence right. is is anytime you violate the integrity of another person, right? Mm-hmm. Like that being said, there's a lot of violent things that we do as a society and culture. Right? Right. And one of those is creating this this binary conversation. Yeah. Right? And I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm using that term correctly, but it's just yeah. it's, it's. I say the the gender roles. The gender roles, yeah, okay, thank you. Gender roles, I just yeah. it's just so black and white. It's like two, right? You know, it's like and it's not. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and if you can't, the symptom of that is our demographic of people has the highest uh, substance dependency and highest suicide rates. Um, so you're talking about life or death. It's quality of life. If yes. you are thinking that you're child adamantly needs something that you you know you know it's based rooted in a culture or religion um and it's opposing to what that person needs then that's sort of this that's the result that's the side effect there could be a higher risk of substance dependency self-medication yeah and loss of life and we're also intricately connected that mm-hmm. if that person feels alone and they're not feeling connected yeah what yeah, <laughs> like, right. this can't yeah. happen yeah like, Another quick thing for, like, parents or something, 
if you like another way to show that um, you're supportive of them before they've come out or something, um, or just showing that you're supportive of the community in general. Um, just like don't associate yourself with people who are like really against the community, you know, even if they're like really close oh. friends or family or something, uh -huh. it, it may not feel very good, but it's going to be best for you and, and your kid to just n not associate with them anymore. Yeah. Totally. Silence yeah. is also violence. Right. Right. Cause yeah. if you like invite a bunch of family over for like Thanksgiving or something and they say something about, Oh, I'm glad my kid's not gay, you know, and your kid is gay. Yeah. They're going to fe feel unsafe in that situation. Totally. And that's so, where... like, just stop associating, wow. associating yourself with that person, and then your kid will feel more comfortable around you mm. and yeah. just more comfortable in general, you know? Yeah. yeah. Be willing to make the same amount of sacrifices we have to every day. Right. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so much to do <laughs> so i'm like ah so so good so heavy so like so much work needs to be done right yeah um we should probably wrap it up we could probably go for another couple hours easily perhaps yeah. maybe let's uh let's do it again yeah like maybe you know in yeah. a few weeks let's set up another conversation i think this is all really good stuff yeah. um so i appreciate you guys coming out um yeah uh and thanks for having the courage to be true to yourself liam yeah. And for sharing your story, for being so accepting and loving, is there anything you guys would like to plug um, or share to the world? Like resources, maybe social media account. I know I want to plug the Pride event coming up. <laughs> yeah. Like right. June 26th from 10 to 2. Um, we're having a Pride event at the courthouse here in Mariposa. Uh, come out, show some support, show love. Let's, uh, and then we also have a website. Anyway, but yeah. I'm not here to plug our stuff. Do you guys want to plug any share anything? Resources, anything? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, um, my Instagram is Chris Coleslaw. So if you are like thinking about transitioning or need help with like gender or something, but want somebody to talk to that's like your age or going through this currently, then you can always message me. I'll totally be willing to help. Um, like I've talked to several people about it before. If like I've helped people find good places to start binding and stuff. So awesome. Yeah, crisp col crisp coleslaw on Instagram, and you can message me. So awesome. Anything else? I have no plugs. No plugs. Okay. I exist here. <laughs> cool. I, I live my life unapologetically. So awesome. I love <laughs> You'll it. You'll see me around. <laughs> all right cool um well i think that that wraps it up if uh you're enjoying what we're doing here on the Wisecast, uh hit us up we love engagement give us a like make a give us a comment send us a message um you can email us whatever um we are a nonprofit out of ethos youth center so if you guys wanted to kick in a donation you can also go to our website and kick in a donation uh, but other than that we appreciate you guys listening and staying tuned um we're gonna have more so uh, as we continue our goal to explore, learn, and educate others in becoming generational interpreters because listening can lead to understanding. Stay safe. Stay awesome. Stay young.